Hello, friends, and welcome to the most glorious of events, the Movie Mavericks Podcast. This outstanding program is hosted by two fine gentlemen, Jason and Trevor. Now make it so. MovieMavericks.com Hey now, everybody. Welcome to episode 382 of the Movie Mavericks podcast. I'm Trevor Anderson. Sitting over with Jason Rugard. He's got a rundown for us. All right. On tonight's show, I'm doing this off the top of the head here because I actually don't have the rundown in front of me. I am ill-prepared. Hey, oh, I forgot to send it to you. Hey, it's you okay. Know, I'm not I, pointing fingers. I can, I, I, can, I can give it to you. I'll, I'll send it to you right now. I, I, oh, thanks. I got it. I got it. We, that's our ace producer <laughs> right there. Right on task. I don't know and, how uh, this works. Yeah. I, I know that we, uh, at least I can probably just remember the, the movies that we're going to talk about tonight. We'll be discussing uh, Avatar. I know that. Shotgun Wedding. Babylon. Um, smile, bullet train. I, this is just coming off the top of the head. There we go. Hey, you know uh, what? I, I just paradise. I sent it to you. There we go. That's what I like there to hear. We go. <laughs> I just slipped in. All right, there yeah, you go. Hey, that's not bad. Uh, <laughs> off the top of the memory, I got the most of those right. We'll be discussing also the cinema of Albert Payune, who sadly passed away back in December. Uh, talking a little bit about Scream Six and Gladiator Two, and as well as trailers for Dungeons and Dragons, Barbie, John Wick Four, Knock at the Cabin Door, Guardians of the Galaxy volume three so we got a packed show it's been a while since i talked to my buddy here and uh it's good to be talking to you man happy new year about a month late uh yeah definitely it's been it's been a while you know and uh you're actually down my way and then you you didn't even come by it was i know i was the asshole that flew in and out with very very quickly but you did something that i want to hear all about because you went to this um I guess it's a UK company thing where they um, they get actors or directors or whoever, and they do like a a showing type thing, which is like kind of like a convention type thing. But it was Sylvester Stallone, and obviously you had to do it because he's your favorite fucking person in the world. And uh, so, what was it like? Well, let's, uh, first of all, I've, I've met Stallone once before at an event, and I got a picture with them, and I love the picture I got with them. That's my favorite mm-hmm. picture I've ever taken with a celebrity by far, so I was happy to get mm-hmm. that. So the, the pressure this was, was off your to get a good one. picture. And again, but this was, and this was called An Evening mm-hmm. with Stallone, and it was down in, uh, in the, uh, the Hollywood area at the reception place for the Oscars. So it, it had very little reception. You couldn't live stream from it. Your phones really didn't work in there, but... It was a black tie affair. I was in a tux, and it was about sixty tables, almost set up like a banquet style, like a wedding. And I was, it was on a the black tie event. So you had oh, to yeah. wear. You had to wear. Yeah, really? I, I, I was wearing. I was wearing a tux. Yeah, it was gowns and tux. It was. Uh, it was no joke, man. It was. I mean, a to pretty some degree, for people in. who are listening to this, this is not uncommon. Um, for whoever, whatever company runs this, they do this with several actors and stuff. So you're you're talking about like a, like a. a like a right event here, like a proper event. Like, oh, this, this was a like, proper. My man, I was talking like, to people like, in line yeah. who flew in mm-hmm. from the Ukraine, who flew in from Philadelphia. There was an international audience of people that flew in just for that night. So I felt like, you know, I had only come from the, the Bay Area down south, so it was a, a quick flight for me. But people were, were leaving that night to get back to across was the big flights to Chicago. Uh, I mean, I met the people at my table were from what Atlanta, Chicago, um, Sweden. Oh. Um, oh. One guy was from Ecuador. I mean, this wow. was absolutely. And I thought, you know, I, I'm, I thought I was the biggest alone talk geek, or something. Like, was absolutely. It, was, 
Okay. It was a silent auction. He had he'd signed a bunch of stuff. And let me tell you, they did a silent auction and it was run by the UK guys. And so they kept saying pounds instead of dollars. But some of these items, like the <laughs> jacket from Rocky Four that he wears when he's training, went for $35,000. Oh, right. You're supposed to, yeah, put off $35,000. Let me tell you this. Yeah. The gun from Cobra, which was not even the real gun, oh, just I a gun that, that was. $17,000. I want it. <laughs> uh, a signed uh, light box that had a boxing glove from Carl Weathers and one from Stallone went for about 11000 uh-huh. The Rambo knife went for about 5000 So this was a very heavy-hitting crowd in terms of what was being, the money being thrown around. He came out on stage and... He uh, first of all he blew Kailani a kiss, which was hilarious. We got it on film, <laughs> and um, where where he's sitting, we're the front of the stage to his left. But who's sitting right next to me? Literally, I could touch her with my arm. Is his wife and Terrence Winter, the writer of Sopranos oh, and Tulsa King, right, and sure. and some crew who's filming presumably for their reality show. So he's. Mm. He's really just the lady interviewing him was not very knowledgeable. And when I say, I, you know, I was in a room full of fans. It was like James Lindsay, is what you're saying. No, this was not. And this was a gal who was a young English gal, didn't really know a whole lot about his history. Yeah, like he was I said, it's very, a UK thing. This is, uh, I think it's so interesting. First event they've ever done in the US. This is the first one, yes, but they've done, uh, or they have lined up several other ones. So I'm, oh, I'm let me tell you about the shit show this became. Well this is go- oh, it's oh, a shit no, show. It, oh, oh no. it was going so well, my man, until. <laughs> so I'm at a oh. table, like I said, I'm a fan, but I'm meeting super fans that are willing to, to wager money that is unheard of uh-huh. on items. And the guy at my table oh, really? won a so raffle. Wait, okay, wait, wait, hold up. So this is going on for you right now. The fucking, um, <laughs> hold up. The auction's live, like right now. Like he's on stage, and they're auctioning the shit yes. off. Yes. No fucking yes. way. So, so that the auction then's done. They go into the interview part, and now the interview part's done, and we have a picture with him. Now, Kailani, you know, or my my gal says to me, "Look, let's get out of here and let's get in line first. And now we're in line. And she starts laughing because I'm talking to this guy in front of me who flew in from Philadelphia. He's got a camera. He says, hey, I'll film you if you can film me because they're, they're shuffling you right in. It's not mm-hmm. like there's no chance to pitch him anything, to say anything. It's, it's a wham, bam, move it along. I know how it goes because <laughs> I've met him before. So mm-hmm. that's fine to go. But now we're in line and now they're starting to let people cut in front of us. And I'm starting to get a little, if you know me, I like to have order and not chaos. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. There's no cutsies. You know what 100%. I mean? I get real territorial about shit. You know, we're you're not going to get one on me. So long story <laughs> short we get i get in i i do my thing i say to him you know you're you're my idol sir he says thank you we get a nice picture together i move along he uh he i fucks my gal gives her a big <laughs> smile has a big thing walks off and she comes up to me and goes he i fucked me and i go i know isn't it great and so i'm stoked about it now we're outside there's probably six seven hundred people that are lined up for photos memorabilia there's oh i didn't tell you my best part there was a painting by a guy named john ravoli who did okay. who has this painting there's three of them in the world two of them hang in stallone's house this guy spent fifteen thousand oh, dollars buying the third one okay he's two people in front of me in line to meet stallone he's drinking red wine almost spilling it on the painting and dragging it on the floor 
as he's talking to me. And I'm just like, the money that's being thrown around here. The guy who painted it. The, the guy who's fucking, the, who, who the bought the painting. Artist. He's just dragging it across oh, the, the floor. Oh, bought it. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> who, who, they, yeah, with this glass of wine, talking about his Florida beach house. And Wonderful. <laughs> yeah, wonderful. So long story short, we get our picture, we get outside, all of a sudden people are crying and I'm hearing fuck him, this, that, and the other. Well, some there was some snafu and the uh, event ran over and he said, they said that he said he wasn't feeling well. Well, it went to TMZ. This company, apparently, he had a certain amount of time. They ran over. They're pointing fingers. It was all over TMC. People flew in, were in tears that they didn't get to meet him. So luckily, I got to meet him before really? all hell broke loose. But I was saying this. Hey, man, there's a, there's 2,000 people here that are supposed to meet him. And this is the height of COVID still at that point. You know, we're talking a couple months ago. It was flaring back up. And we got to protect this man at all fucking costs. Oh, He's 76 bad. years old. <laughs> I don't want him shaking hands with 20,000 fucking people in here. Uh, but yeah, long he story probably, short. He takes his vitamin D, I'm sure. Oh, man, you should have seen this one guy. There was a heavyset fella running around with the mohawk imitating Mr. T. But it was like Mr. T plus 250 pounds but not of muscle okay and this guy had the look and was doing the thing and taking pictures with people he's outside pouting Uh, people want pictures with him and he goes no i'm charging 25 i didn't make no money tonight stallone's in here making this i should be making money and it's like dude you're a fucking you're basically uh you're like dressing up as jack sparrow and you want money for it like it's your creation like, what the fuck are you talking about? So I'm telling this guy basically to go fuck himself. And long story short, the Uber finally comes to get out of there because the, the mood is turning very disgruntled there. You know, there's a lot of people. A lot of people sure. are, spent a lot of money. There's a lot of alcohol <laughs> flowing. They didn't get what they wanted. I got what Apparently, I wanted, so I'm in a good mood. fucking paintings that they're dragging around. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this, this rich guy from Chicago is convinced that my girlfriend is a Bollywood star and wants to, it will take no, not, won't believe me that she's not. I watch where you so, take that hot girlfriend of yours. Yeah, man. so the the Uber <laughs> the Uber pulls up and I put her in the back seat and I go to walk around <laughs> and the guy is not very fluent in English and the car in front uh-huh. of him wanted to go and he panicked and he went in reverse and it was a Tesla and it went real fast and I came inches from being sucked under a car and ran over. To where I screamed at him, what the fuck are you doing, man? Because my arm got caught in the door and my leg was going under. So it was a hell of a night. And I was in the back laughing like I met my idol and almost got killed within 25 minutes of each other. Do you know what I mean? Like what the fuck else happened? So sorry, guys, if you're out there listening, that was a very long-winded way to tell that story. But that was my night of meeting my idol. And um, my gal was laughing because we were in line, you know, and she, I'm talking to this guy from Philly and helping him, and he's going to help me. And long story short, she goes, you guys are, all of you guys are super anxious and nervous, but there's so much <laughs> testosterone that you all are trying to like out testosterone the other. She's like, but you're all scared little boys in here wanting to meet oh. your father figure. And she nailed it on you the know, head. That's basically yeah, what it was. I, The fact, like even Stallone's involvement, I, I can, yeah, sure. If Schwarzenegger you know, was there, I'd be the same way. And Stallone, I'd be the same way. Like, yeah, I get it. Van Damme, I'd be the same way. Like, yeah. I got it. Yeah, I gotta, gotta say you gotta this act was. Up. You gotta flex on that shit, you know. I do have to give my my girl credit for this thing as well. As the event was done, 
um, I was going to tell her to do this. And she, on her own, just immediately grabbed Stallone's wife and said, Jennifer, may I get a picture? And she said, sure. And then Stallone's wife told her how beautiful she was. Everyone was saying <laughs> they could be sisters. We got the picture. And then they moved on. She gave her a hug and they moved on. So that was a nice moment because people thought that we were somehow connected with the family, you know. And so uh, my, my well, ultimate goal know. is that we're going to be friendly <laughs> right. and start hanging out for Christmases and the whole nine. And yeah. So, right. yeah, so I, I did that. And I also <laughs> went to the Warner Brothers tour. I, know, I want to talk about that a little as bit. Well, um, how was that? Because I had been, I'd been there mm, a, a decade plus ago to that tour. And uh, the Friends um, set was there. The, um, uh, the whatever, coffee shop yep, set perk. was there. If I wonder if that was still there. And, um, and I really love the back lot that they have there. Um, uh, their back lot is really, I think actually their back lot is better than the universal back lot for I shooting um, stuff. They have a, a fantastic like um, uh, section there that's just like uh, standard like uh, housing, like track type thing. Um, well, it's the Desperate Housewives it goes out. It's the Desperate, yeah, that's where they shot it's Desperate Housewives at. So it's just a standard like uh, housing track thing. And you step out of there and then there's a huge like... Um, well, there's New a York church, Street. and then there's a like a, um, a gazebo a, in a the center. center. There's a gazebo in the center, and so uh, this is where they shot Gilmore Girls and all this stuff. Was it was oh, in there. a ton of WandaVision of was shot so, there. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, it's just a beautiful area. That's just like wow. Like this is does not look like it's in the middle of L.A. And then on the other side of that is like a downtown, like not downtown, but it's like a New York like set. Fucking New York, yeah. Well, so it's mean, incredible. To, to as far your point as like, on that. Um, as far as Universal goes, like Universal has some really cool sets and stuff, but I really think the Warner Brothers set is um, is better, just in my yeah, mind. I, th- for like, this like was if the I was second time. Imagine, like, why would shoot stuff? So go ahead, go ahead. You, well, this you is were the second there time late, I had been there recently. I, I had been there a couple, about two years, two maybe three years ago, um, and it was not as busy. Obviously, there wasn't as much shooting going on, so the sets were more deserted, and you got to see a lot more. This time when I went there, every production was racing to get stuff done because mm-hmm. I went there uh, late December before the Christmas break. So you weren't really allowed to go down the streets as much as there was a lot of closed filming going on. So. I had seen a lot of it already, oh. but you're right. I mean, there was one section where it's a street, and they go, this is where Batman in Returns drove down and watched the Penguin yeah, go in the library few... doing this. And you're like, what the yeah. fuck? How did they do that? But, I mean, oh. they were filming mm-hmm. uh, Bob Hart's Aisha there, whatever that show is, All-American. I mean, there's uh, what I, I come yeah. to realize I don't watch enough television any longer to really keep up with all the shows that are being filmed there. But the sound stages themselves are unbelievable mm-hmm. because every soundstage has a little plaque on it that tells you the history of what was filmed yes, there. Yes, they have the old, the fucking oh, other, old shows that were there. Like when you go to yep. watch a show that's like currently Pee-wee's, playing, like you see the old the weapon. shows that were yep. there. Yes. I know that's why I thought, I think that place is better than, um, look, the Universal Studio Tour is great, but if you get a chance, go to the Warner Brothers Studio Tour because it's, I subdued, I guess, would be the way that I would say because it's surprising. Like, um, the Universal Studio Tour is in your face. Like, it's obvious, right, for all that stuff. Yeah, it's more of an amusement. But then when you go to the Universal Store, it's like up up to your imagination. Then you also hear, like, all the stuff that was shot there, and this shot there, and this shot there, and and this there, and that there. And you start to realize, like, oh, like, framing matters, and like, um, how you shoot this matters, and, and, 
where you are in this lot like matters like it's it's so imaginative it's just incredible well it, you know what it, universal feels fabricated movie magic yes warner brothers feels like real movie magic when you're there yes. you're like oh the, my goodness exactly. and what's funny is you'll never not notice those fake back lots again so when you're watching there's yeah. a commercial right now and john cena's in it clearly filmed on that uni- that warner brothers back lot um if you ever watch it on youtube there's a, a behind the scenes making of lethal weapon 2 with mel gibson the unauthorized mm-hmm. video diary all filmed on that back lot it's very yeah, very fun i agree going going on that tour and then watching movies or shows or anything after that point you're like oh that looks familiar oh that's the fucking warner brothers law. redressed refabricated um, you know repurposed yeah, it's like you start realizing this stuff and the universal lot's a lot like that obviously but it's again it's so obvious for the universal stuff i don't know um i don't know why it's more interesting for the for the warner brothers stuff i just feel like it's more interesting yeah, it's. I feel like more craftsmanship goes into that for some reason. I know it's the yeah. same unions and all this, but it's for some reason, because they have their own mill. Yeah. I mean, we, they walked us through. This was really interesting. I didn't do last time, but they walked us through uh, the prop department, which is basically yes, they did that you know, when they, I went they, there they ten years from ago. Themselves. Yeah, uh, unbelievable yes, the they, amount they, of they shit they have so, in there. Oh yeah, one of the things about the Universal Studio tours that um, is so commercial that you miss out on the actual how the shit works. And they do that on the on the Warner Brothers stuff. Yep. They explain it to you how the shit works and how prop stuff works, how they rent stuff out and how all stuff like what you're saying. The they studio explain charges that shit itself. And then they, the they, studio they charges charge everybody because that's the idea of it, right? Is that everyone yep. comes so all the studios are open. Anyone can go shoot a movie anywhere they want. Whatever studio is open for, for your movie to shoot at. Like if you're universal and you're making a movie, but your lot's all booked. You can go to Warner Brothers. You can shoot yep. a movie there. They're all open like that. They all open uh, everything on the TV studios, all that stuff's like that. And so you can go to any place you want to shoot your movie, do, do book your whatever the hell you're going to want to book, like your, your, um, uh, I guess I'm imagining every place has a, uh, 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 stuff. A prop department. Uh, a I mean, a wardrobe department. department all that stuff. Well, I mean, <laughs> yes, those are the major and departments. So they, that's and that's how they make money, and so they they share that uh, amongst oh, themselves. Dude, Warner Brothers is so huge; they have for their own lots for all the woodwork and all the framing they, they do. do to build these that sets. Unfucking believe. And not only that, when we were driving through the lot there, they were shooting the second season of Winning Time, and at that point, I had all these vintage Lakers and Celtics jerseys out. Yep. So it's they must be. Yeah, it's, so it's like I said, you come out of there, and that's where you feel we the movie through, magic. I was, uh, we went through the Warner Brothers lot uh, when I first went there. Gilmore Girls was still in, it was still shooting, and um, what's her name? Um, uh, oh, is it Graham? Uh, Laura Graham? Is no, it? no, 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 not her, but the other one, the one that got really big. And um, I never watched the show. I just and stuff. No, no, no. The, the um, yeah, because she was in the heat, the, the opposite of of. Tanner Bullock and the Heat. Um, Melissa McCarthy? Uh, Melissa McCarthy, thank you. From Gilmore Girls. Yes, I she was. I uh, Gilmore Girls. Oh, yeah, that's where it started, you know. <laughs> well, I fucking missed hey, the beginnings. She's really a good actress. She's really fucking fantastic. Really great in Gilmore Girls, if anyone likes Gilmore Girls. But yeah, that was was going on there. We were driving through that set, and we saw her um, coming through on a um, another uh, cart or whatever, which was interesting about the Warner Brothers tour as well as it. 
it's fucking live, you know? Like, Universal's oh, people not are running always around. live. Universal's not always like that. Like, when no. they shoot at Universal, they block that shit off, and you don't get to go there. Oh, I was afraid that Jason Momoa was going to come up on a fucking oh, for beach cruiser at and Warner, steal my girl. Universal, they do that. Like, they block that shit off. You don't get to go there. At Warner Brothers, that shit's always live. There's yeah, Courtney no, Cox like, was there the day after we were there. Ah, I recommend people go to that Warner Brothers tour always. I do it's as great. well. It's fun. It's it really is fun. And if you can do the VIP, it's just a small upgrade, and they just give you mm. a little bit more time. But really, Warner Brothers is still milking the Big Bang and Friends like you wouldn't believe to make Are they, their money. They, oh they yeah, that's, that's where most of it is. I mean, I've been to the Big Bang, um, uh, a taping of that. I've been taping of several things. So I'm surprising, surprised that they would still uh, uh, do that. But they were with the Friends thing. What did they do with the Big Bang thing? Or were you there? They just have so much memorabilia. They have the seat, oh, the, the set still where I you see. can sit on the couch in a spot and the elevators At that Friends, don't work. Yeah, and, they had yeah I mean, I was there. they have a, a bunch of, they Which just I really, was there you can 10 tell. 10 years ago. So they still have that 10 years oh, yeah. after I was there. Wow. 100%. Yeah. So they're, they're still milking crap. that. And the DC stuff, which is now going to be, you know, totally in disarray. But when I was there, Black Adam had just come out not too long before. So they're really pushing that. What DC stuff did they have there? Oh, I mean, they have a whole DC and Harry Potter area where you go and you see all the Batmobiles, all the suits. Oh, yeah. They had the Christopher Reeve Superman suit, the the Henry Cavill ones, all the Batman suits, um, all the Justice League guys. Yeah, they have a whole DC section that tails off then into um, a Harry Potter-like area where they have uh, some spells and shit like that, which is interesting because they licensed the ride to Universal, um, which, because I went to Universal as well, and I'll briefly say that I'm not a roller coaster person, and I was already fucking nauseous, and I went on the Harry Potter ride, and it got fucking stuck while I was laying on my back on half of a flip. So I was laying on my back in dark while this fucking ride was stuck, and I'm sitting oh. next, to, and I went single rider style because everyone in our group said that's how you can get on this thing faster. So I'm sitting next to a seven-year-old going, "Ah, oh, fuck!" In the dark, <laughs> you know, it's not while her and her dad are like sitting there and she's kicking her feet, and I'm right? having a panic yeah. attack. Uh, I guess is not what I signed up for. So um, yeah. Anyways, I just I think uh, roller coasters might be uh, out of my future from now. I used to love roller coasters; but they just make me sick now. Me too, and I yeah, it's rare. Like I need a. Um a, I, I, any something that's that's straight up your roller coaster, like not a, I don't that know, loop, loop de loops and like shit. Yeah, uh, exactly. In the dark so, I mean, and shit coming like at a, like you. A regular roller 3D. coaster, I'm good. I, I can do that. I mean, even the Transformers ride was making me nauseous. I, I think I've just lost my ability to focus yeah, on things like that are moving around ride fast. At, um, yep. At, uh, at Universal, Universal same thing. Sense. The um. Uh, yeah, a lot of those rides that are now um, virtual in some way, uh, like the Simpsons ride, which screen. is very, yeah, yeah like it's, uh, um, obviously it's not a real roller coaster, but it's like a pneumatic, like they, they move the stuff around, but like you see the screen, so you think like you're moving in a certain way, but you're not. It's like, it's Dude, simulated. I closed my eyes. Totally I was simulated. getting nauseous. I closed my eyes. I didn't realize it was 4D and it shot water, yeah, so that was even 4D, more shocking. That's a good way. <laughs> Because <laughs> uh-huh. I had my eyes closed yeah. and water hit my face when I wasn't expecting it to. What the fuck is going on in this thing? So, yeah, it was, uh, that's, yeah, that's my, I know this is a movie podcast, but that was my <laughs> roundabout 20 minute long intro right. to this. Um, but let's, 
Let's talk what, movies, my man. What else you got? What, what else you got? You got some uh, trivia for us, maybe, I think. I do got some trivia for you here. Um, Canon Films was known as kind of for their schlocky exploitation films, a lot of sequels, Were a lot they? of Bronson, no. Norris. Yeah, no. right? Movies that I loved. Maybe maybe <laughs> no. created the ninja craze of the 80s. Maybe was the most directly uh, responsible. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you know, outside of the Ninja Turtles itself. But, all right, so... They did, on occasion, have a couple of movies that did score with critics. Now, a number of actors were nominated, three of them, for Oscars for performing in a canon-produced film. I'm going to give you four names. Out of these four names, one person did not get nominated for an Oscar for performing okay. in a canon film. All right? If that's clear enough. The first person. Yes. Morgan Freeman. The second person, Roy Scheider. The third person, Eric Roberts. And the fourth person is John Voight. Which one of those actors did not get nominated for an Oscar for appearing in an Oscar film? Or in a canon film? I'll first say this. I have absolutely no idea, but I'm going to guess Roy Scheider. And that would be the correct guess. Yeah, nicely done. No fucking way. Yeah, he's the only one that didn't get nominated. The other ones is yeah. Morgan Freeman got nominated for Street Smarts, which is a Christopher Reeve film that they did. Um, was a passion project. Not he played a, a killer movie. pimp. Yeah. Not a yes, bad movie. Not a bad movie. And uh, Runaway Train. Eric Roberts well, and John Voight. Those the ones. Oh, oh, for the Runaway both Train. Both that one. Same for the same movie. Yeah, both not best actor and best supporting actor. So is uh, it weird that just by person I was able to do that because really I I had no idea, but just by. By person, I was like, yeah, it's probably the person that would be. <laughs> but you know left what? Out. I was thinking for <laughs> some reason, like for I, some I reason, thought I he was nominated. You know? I thought he was nominated for Fifty Two Pickup. I don't know why, but I always assumed Which he was is nominated a great for that fucking movie. Actually, probably. Uh, well, you know, better as than, good as better the others, than, better than the other ones you just said. Yeah, yeah as <laughs> to good. To be honest with you, <laughs> I mean, John Glover in that is fucking fantastic. The, as the bad guy is is fantastic. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, well done. I mean, you killed that trivia. I'm glad uh, glad you got that one. Starting that off strong. Starting the year off strong, one for one. I guess so. <laughs> You're a madman already. It just came to me, you know. I, I, I do. Out of everyone here, though, well, I don't know out of everyone here, the, all four of those dudes are fucking great actors. <laughs> yeah, can hold the screen immensely. You know, you know? Eric Roberts, I mean, what would the asylum do without Eric Roberts? And not only that, Eric Roberts commits. I know now it's not as much, commits. but I was watching something 100%. called... 100%. You ever seen TNT with Oliver Grunier, oh, a 1997 film? yes. Have I ever Directed seen Directed by it? Robert Radler, That's who did the, the best be- of the best? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Yes, please. Can Eric I turn that on right now, please? That. Yes, I watched it on Tubi. You can watch <laughs> it tonight when we get Christ, out here. please. <laughs> Oh man, we just lost most of our audience. Now they're like, "What the fuck movie are they talking about?" Now, let's let's talk about a movie that people might have seen. This is Shotgun Wedding. You got a chance to watch this. It premiered on Prime this weekend. Skipped a theatrical release. The only thing I know about this movie is that it was supposed to star Army Hammer. He was uh, obviously replaced with yeah. Josh Duhamel. Josh I like Dumel. Josh Duhamel. He's a pretty good like leading man in the other romantic comedies I've seen. So, how was it? It was uh, okay. <laughs> Just okay? You know, I couldn't imagine if uh, Arm Hammer was in this, it would be even any better, because it was just okay. It was just nonsense. Uh, people, they're getting married, and then they're getting held up at gunpoint, and they're 
running around doing other things and that's the whole movie like there's no through point there's no uh um uh i i guess i would say the director and writer of this just didn't really make a complete film let me let me ask you, you know, compare it, it compare it to the lost city the Sandra Bullock, Channing Tatum one. So not that's as good as had that, vibes but, uh, but I still feel, yeah, but still the same way as that. Like, that movie was not complete, right? Like, it didn't feel like it, they totally went all the way around on that one. And this one feels less than that. It's it's It, it just doesn't meet any kind of sense of, like, I, I don't know. It, it has its moments. You chuckle here and there. It's fine for when you watch it, but overall, it just has no meaning. You know, and we'll talk about another wedding movie here on um, that has a great amount of meaning and is a fucking fantastic movie. So why would you make this? I don't know. I'm confused. I don't know why you make this. It, it didn't obviously bode well that this came without any fanfare to streaming. Uh, to Prime specifically here, and was supposed to have a theatrical release. This is the second movie of uh, Lopez that went straight to streaming. I mean, Marry Me, which was a bit of fluff, but is, you know, enjoyable fluff. And she's not bad in this. And as you say, Josh Jumel's not bad in this. Lenny Kravitz is not bad in this. But I called this movie early on. I called exactly what's happening in this out loud <laughs> like oh is this this fucking shit and then it fucking was and that's not helpful because it's not good shit <laughs> so that's i about as succinctly put as can be right there I should, they're gonna quote you on the movie i don't want to give it away i'm not giving it away if, you, no, if anyone wants to watch please this please watch it um it was fine <laughs> All right, so are you recommending yeah. it or not recommending it? My, my, no, minor non-recommendations? Oh, if you have nothing else to watch? Yeah, sure. If you want to watch something that is stand, standard, you know, but not like uh, it doesn't hurt you in any way, whatever, it's fine. It's, it's, that's what it is. All right, a little bit of fluff for you. Yeah. All right, let's move on and talk about Avatar 2, the film that was number one at the box office the for way seven years. The Way of the Water. This the is three beginning. hours and 15 minutes. I <laughs> saw this uh, about, I think, about the second week it was out. So I saw it a few weeks back. You just caught, saw it recently, I think, maybe last week or the week before. I saw before, it fake so. IMAX, yeah. <clears throat> you, and by fake IMAX, it? I mean, I saw it in 3D for about 15 minutes. And then uh, after that, it was 2D. Because <laughs> their second uh, projection gave out. And uh, <clears throat> it was never in a high frame rate they claimed it was. Oh, so I'm man. super happy okay. I watched this. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, that I, being said, uh, uh, it's not a bad movie. It's not. I, I actually think it's eh, not a uh, bad movie. Super, I think it's too a step, long. Way on, too you didn't, fucking long. You didn't love the first one though. So do you, where do you rank this? Because I put this a step below the first one because I really enjoyed the first one, but I, I did think find moments same. of awe. That's okay. the same. I really, honestly, I didn't like the first one. I don't really like this one. But it's fine. Like, you want to watch this, uh, a movie where um, um, shit happens and things explode? Hey, this is it. You know, because it's I not bad. I think Stephen Lang is the whole this, reason this movie has oh, any sort of oh, existing. First of all, 100%, like, the bad guys in this are great. Yeah. But I'll also put this, that the good guys are fucking good, too. Like, I like the idea of this movie, like, um, like they don't fuck around. Like, they're like, oh, we got shit to do. Like, we have the fucking life to live. And, like, we can die at any moment. Like, people do. And there's, like, shit and, like... 
Um, there are moments where it's just like, holy shit. Like when the fucking um, mom is like, oh my God, like the kid died and shit. And she's just like, fuck all. You're like, yeah, yeah like I fucking feel like there's emotion in this movie that works a hundred percent. The movie as a whole is too fucking long. Yeah, the son gets captured one too many times for me. That that got redundant. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there was some sequ- the action sequence though. I mean that sequence where there it's basically you know the the whale the uh, Moby Dick sequence I'll call some, it. Oh, you know how is horrible fantastic. is that though? Oh, how Dude, that fantastic with the arm. And horrible, I mean, it just right? goes. But the the, the imagination the, that set piece that yes. the kind of work that went into that. Mm-hmm. I was along for the ride. I even got Beautiful caught up in the spider. The kid, the the human kid's relationship with yes, the quasi and the father because they do a good job of emotions. They do a good job of taking people and making them. This is a good guy and this is the bad guy. They do a great fucking job of that, and then blending that throughout the the movie. Like, is this guy a good guy or is this guy a bad guy? Because he believes in relatively the same thing you believe in. Like this does, this does a better job of what I think the first movie tried to do, of having people come in and it's a, it's a rough life and they're trying to live and they have to do this there's no choice right they have to push through for their society for their for their the people that whatever they support like they have to come in and take over and and, and fucking do this you know and they don't have to of course right it's <laughs> the other side well, of this but yeah it's uh, um it's better than the um, I don't. What would you call the first one? Um, like I love the first the, one. Yeah, I, but you know why I, I like still the first one the first a lot one before this. But the first one would be like what the 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 um I was gonna say the John, but what was what's the the Pocahontas type? Um, uh, Dance with Wolves. You talking about? Yeah. What was? But I, I thought Smith. this one did a better job of that than that than the first one. For whatever I, reason, I think this one did a better job. Do you know what this one though has? For whatever, in my opinion, mm-hmm. it has one character that I feel is very weak in it that Who's I was that? not interested. In, is the the girl with the special the Sigourney Weaver character? Her really, daughter. I kind of I I didn't somewhat I didn't agree care with that, that, but I really like the idea of like this, so. This is the way of water, and I kind of fucking loved when they went to the way of water. And you know what I'm talking about? When they went Explain. from the forest to the water part, and yeah. they had to like do that whole thing. And he had to, as the father, like deal with that. And again, this is such a, I such a fucked up, fucking weird story, science fiction, fucking shit. Because like he's, he's not himself, right? But he is the former him who is now embodying this. <laughs> yeah. It's for real. Oh, you like, lose your mind. I mean, seriously. Like if you fucking go through this thing, it's like, oh my god, like what's going on but it still relates to you because you're like oh he's the father of these people and he's now trying to take them to this uh other father's like um world who and he rules and like he's like constantly like i'm sorry for my kids like but like you're like right like whatever the fuck you think is like is like good and uh i don't know i fucking love i i liked the idea of how this movie dealt with um different people of like different areas and like um i, I don't know I, well i thought once again the father son even though he has their daughters and the, the female movie. characters are very this was a, a, a situation where the female characters 
were quote unquote strong, but not because they were but given bitchy really. dialogue, but because it's of their actions yes. and how they reacted to the, so the consequences the, so of the, the story. So were the male characters. So were uh, everyone was. That's why oh, well, I'm talking about. It's ultimately about, about fathers and of sons. Like, is this uh, like these people who had to like deal? But not only that, but like fathers and fathers, and like who, like different families, like different people of like um, different structures and like different. Um, well, if you really want to break um, it down, even the Stephen <coughs> Lang avatar, how he relates to yes. his human version. I love the sequence yes. where he was watching the video and to this himself whole idea and, of like these bad guys who are now basically him. Right, because yep. he's dead, but now he's not dead. But like this is like him doing this. But like now, so here's these bad guys, and Spider also dealing with this of like, here's this guy who's like his father, but is he his father? Not really, but kind of. And so like he saves him in the end, but like not really. Like he fucking is like, I saved you. Like fuck you. At this point, like and he yeah, fucking but that'll fucks get off. developed as we know. That's good for but sure. Going to get no, developed real, in the next one. No, real, but that's fucking good. Like that's legit good storytelling, right? Yeah, that's some Star Wars. Type that's what shit I'm telling right you. Like that's what this. That's why this movie was like surprisingly what. Like it was too long, a hundred percent. But like, yeah, it didn't. I I don't know. Like it fucking it 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 just earned it. It held its water. <laughs> it did. For yeah, real. It kind of did. Like, I wish it was shorter. I wish it was half an hour, if not more shorter than what it was. But it kind of, it fucking works. It does. And I'm interested to see where the next one goes. And I, I'm, I'm happy it's having the success that it's having. Because I do think along with Top Gun, it's a big time crowd pleaser. And it's bringing a hell of a lot of people back to theaters. So I'm, yeah, I'm very happy about that. Let's talk about Tickets to Paradise. This is the George Clooney, Julia Roberts rom-com that came out last October. Two Tickets to Paradise. I saw this in theaters, and I was telling you how much I enjoyed this damn thing, and I couldn't tell if I was just getting older or what, but I, I was just enjoying looking at two movie stars that hadn't had you know, a whole ton of, of plastic surgery on themselves. They look age appropriate. <laughs> oh, but they they have. look like Come they on. Well, of course they have, but it's not like <laughs> look it's not as obvious to say like a Sandra Bullock right now who looks frozen. But at the same time they looked like they actually enjoyed each How other. The chemistry you. was right. Looks wonderful. She does look wonderful. I mean she'll always look wonderful. But I'm saying that movie star charisma goes a um, long way and I thought that it carried the day in this lightweight movie that was really enjoyable. Yeah, why is this movie so fucking good, guys? Like, if you have not seen Ticket to Paradise, um, watch the fucking thing. It's on. Oh, Peacock shame now. on you! This is this is fucking good. This is a flat out good goddamn movie, and George Clooney, Julie Roberts is fucking good in this. Um, the kids are good in this. Um, uh, everybody's good in this, and it's the contrivances uh, are good. It, it makes yeah. you feel. Like a human being, and it's funny, and it's um, touching, and yeah, I was absolutely one hundred percent blown away by how good this movie was. Because I did I was not charmed. Did, charmed it, charmed is a good way to to put it. Because I didn't, I did not expect um, anything, anything anywhere near this. <laughs> yeah, no, really. I, yeah. I went to see this begrudgingly. Uh, we hadn't been to a movie in a while. We saw it in a packed house. Oh, that's the, the lady best. next to me was laughing and in the trailer at every single yes, fuck. I mean, she laughed 732 times in this movie. But by the end, I was <laughs> laughing too. And I had a smile on my oh, face yes. for most of the movie. And just that sequence where they where they get drunk with the kids, it just looks fun. Everything and they look is like good with enjoying this. When, when, yes. Oh, yes. And her, uh, the, the, her the boyfriend, the pilot, is very good. Too good, good to be true and then um 
he wins them over and of course and they 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 navigate to destroy him in some way but he knows and then he pushes them and i the way that this whole thing is is put together uh whoever wrote this and um i guess old parker writer and director um uh, yeah, who did uh, Mamma Mia? Fan fucking tastic. Yeah, I didn't like Mamma Mia. <laughs> Do you know what I did like about this? <laughs> you know I want to say this is, a, is fantastic. I want to point this out too as part of the script that I actually enjoyed and what made me like the Clooney character even more and get on his side was uh-huh. they gave the young love interest to the Julia Roberts character because if they had given that young love interest like a stewardess to the George Clooney character, he comes off as callous know. and shallow and not true. very and not very. I, I, I hear not you. I hear you, much. but I don't think that that was that. Uh, uh, I thought it was a nice touch. I'm not against what you're saying, uh, and I agree, and perhaps that was the, the point of what they're doing, but I don't think it works, uh, nece- I, or I don't think it doesn't work necessarily the other way. But I thought that uh, making yeah, the, the, right. her love interest kind of a dopey, sympathetic figure as well, you don't hate the well, guy. You're not rooting going against on here. him. Like, really. He is definitely, he is the most against uh, the wedding in general and she is like eh, floundering here and there you know and so to take that and to flip that on the other side to have her be the the person who is the most involved with someone younger and he's like doesn't have that um, works in that sense of like flip floppiness of like uh, uh, between the two and so yeah I don't there's something about this movie in general uh, from every single aspect of like creation that just works. Yeah, I agree. And it's it fucking fires unbelievable. No, it's unbelievable. Even to the end, which I think is a ridiculous ending. Yeah, by the of way. course. Huh. It's like, it's possibly the worst ending this movie could possibly have had. It and it still works. works. Oh, I know. Are you fucking kidding me? Yes, it works. <laughs> it is dog shit. I'm not even going to. It makes no it sense logically. Oh, it's a I mean, it, dog shit ending, and it is the ending I fucking wanted. So what yeah. does that mean? What does that mean? Yeah. I'm, am I a dog shit human being? <laughs> no, it means that this is the kind. You know what it is too is this is the kind of movie that it's it's a cra- it's skillfully done all the way around. Yes, that's what I'm trying to say. Like yes, exactly. Like like to your point, like you're trying to like uh, say like this is this and that and like but like I don't even fucking I I don't understand this movie. Like this movie is so perfect it's almost a mess uh, of dog shit like someone threw like a bunch of dog shit against the wall and it fucking worked and that's this movie but it seems effortless which is yes. unbelievable to me there's an so effortless why is quality because we're talking movie. about the I ending of this movie which should not work this is a dog shit ending i'm not joking it's dog shit this is not an ending that in any other world i would watch saying i would think <laughs> no. i would throw up and yeah, I even love on a sitcom it. i want yeah, it. i know i agree uh, like and i I'm, want it i want this ending it it's the kind of movie you come out of watching and you want to hug yourself. You're like, this is just, you yes. had a good time. And so it was why just, is that? Feel I good. feel like to some degree casting is a, he's a huge deal here. Um, location, location. Um, yes. I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. A light touch throughout and uh, just a professionally done all the way around. I think, like I, said, I think people should watch movie it. star charisma at its finest. This and top gun. Once again, old school right? movie star charisma <laughs> at its finest. Right. Top gun. Yeah. Watch Top Gun and watch Ticket to Paradise. You'll be happy. I mean, you'll be in the 90s again. You're happy <laughs> <Yes>. as fuck. <laughs> okay, moving on. What do you got next? 
I got Babylon I want to talk to you about for a few minutes. I caught <laughs> yes, this in the theaters during it. its brief run, and a couple things I wanted to bring up. One was, before the movie starts, this was also three hours and ten minutes long, so almost <laughs> as long as Avatar, but before the movie starts, there was a message uh, by Margaret Robbie and the, the male uh, star, uh, where they a, thank uh, you for coming to the theater to watch it in its real presentation, and they do a little bit of the jazz sequence, and they show you how each speaker is working for this, and the best thing right. about this movie is the score. It should be nominated. It should win best score. It's fucking fantastic. Isn't that the idea of this movie, though? Is it flow? Isn't that the... Um, well, flow this, is the is the idea this of this is movie? Michael Cimino. Is this is, no, this is a Michael Cimino-type mess. It's one of the most entertaining spectacles I've seen in a long time. It's a bit of a laborious thing to get through it all in one sitting. I will say that, but there is a certain energy and there are set pieces that go on for about 40 minutes. So it moves in major sequences like the Deer Hunter or Heaven's Gate. So where there's these major passages and they do tie into each other and Margaret Robbie is acting her ass off but also <laughs> can be quite obnoxious because she's acting her ass off in every fucking scene she's on a level 10 and brad pitt is fantastic in his moments um there i mean uh, toby mcguire has an interesting there's a there's a sequence uh, in the late film part of the film that's a bit of a, a boogie nights and mixed with some you know you almost some, some david lynchian type shit i mean it's it's bizarre so Sounds some like eight inch it, ten inch dick it, Whatever. No, it's like some, some I'd Wahlberg say more like Sorry, some about. underground LA shit where they get in over their head and they're at a place they shouldn't be. And it's really, it's almost Kubrickian, like eyes wide shut with some sort of sex stuff and underground and perversions and um, just bizarre shit going on. But also it has a couple of really nice sequences and says a lot about the silent era going into the, the talkies and what Which that would require from it, an right? actor. Yeah, it's it, and also what there's a, the, the third uh, character um, is the most unsuccessful character is the jazz player who's kind of an Al Jolson uh, type character and it, it just not. I mean, they know, address the blackface issue and that becomes oh, kind really? of a poignant. Yeah, so there are some poignant moments in this where well, there was that um, that that Clooney movie um, not too long ago about. Um, but Leathernecks, which one was that? No, no, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to look it up, but yes, close. Which Where Clooney he movie was? was the, oh, you got the Hail Caesar. Yes, Hail Caesar. Thank you. That was a lot more lighthearted than this. This is a lot more serious. I mean, there a, a person gets similar. No, no, or there's not even people getting shit on left and right in this movie. It's vulgar. It's out of control. It's very. Um, it's it's sexual it's it, it's kind of a wild ride and i it's alive i'll say that about the movie there's a certain energy to it which makes you feel like there is a guiding hand it's not woke i'll say that it's very uh aggressive in a lot of ways and it's very progressive <laughs> in other be, ways uh, so I, I i'd say this look it's going to be on paramount plus very soon because it did not do well in the theaters it's worth a look at to anybody that loves cinema and can appreciate the, uh, the amount of production design and cinematography, although there are so many shots that were soft in this that I thought it was an artistic choice at one point because I thought there's no way an actual release could have this many out of focus or moments where characters goes out of focus and comes back in. I don't know if it was a projection I saw it from, but I noticed it throughout this movie and it was really starting uh, to fucking yeah, bug me. Just, yeah, yeah. Might have been exactly a flaw. Exactly as you the, say, like, uh, 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 well, that's why the decision. 
Yeah, maybe it was because uh, yeah. maybe it says oh, something that I'm not picking up on. But yeah. um, but Margaret Robbie, what a talent and uh, what a beauty <laughs> and just a just a great right. great you know. Uh, we thing we for know her. that uh, and certainly Brad Pitt as well. Yes, we we yeah, know that can, these both people can be are good at fucking what they do. Yeah. And and Damien Chavizo, his name is yes, here. Yes, as well um, as that. Very good. Justin Hurwitz on the score, fantastic. I just yeah. think that this movie didn't necessarily. I don't know what he was trying to ultimately but say so this about is Hollywood. Your, your, as you said, your score for uh, um, my my uh, nomination Oscar. for best score. Yeah, yeah, I think it's it's a lock for best score. Really, you think it's this 100%. is. Uh, the best. If score you haven't you've listened, heard, I have yes. not listened to it. Obviously. Listen to the track "Champagne." Uh, anyone out there, if you have not so done it, go to Spotify, listen to, listen to the track after Champagne. We record it's this, fantastic. I will actually listen to this if you're saying this shit. 100% All right, my favorite I score. I think Oscars this year is uh, interesting. Yeah. So if this I, is a lock, then I'll listen to it. I think you really so. think that. I, I do. 100%. I'm not kidding you. I, oh, I do. Interesting. Now tell me about Smile. Let's move on to Smile and let me know about this. Is it worth my time? This movie was the sleeper hit of, of the summer, right? With the huge box office returns. I mean, horror really had a comeback this year with Terrifier 2, Smile, now Megan, uh, Black Phone. Where do you put this? Terrifier 2. Um, yeah, Smile is fucked up. <laughs> I'm not even gonna play. Like I look, uh, there are some movies I watch a lot of horror movies. Yeah, you do, and they don't do shit to me. But there are some movies where I watch, and the idea of the movie fucks me up. Really, Razzy, like The Exorcist fucked me up like uh, that. You know, uh, for sure. Yeah. So for a lot of movies, like, uh, so you say like The Exorcist, no problem. The idea for me. It. The idea. That's where we're at. Yeah, exactly. So like, um, and I've said this many times, like I've, I've, there are some movies, you just get that idea, you know, it's just it, like, these movies fuck you up and it's not the movie itself. Like this, like smile. I've, I watched smile. I laughed during smile. I thought it was ridiculous. <laughs> the movie's fucking idea. Fucked me up. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Like, it fucked me up. Like this is a good movie. Yeah, you're recommending it. Hands down, I recommend it. Like if you just want to watch a fucking horror movie, whatever. This is a horror movie. It's kind of fucked up. Weird shit happens. Fucking watch it. It's good. Is um, have you seen if Barbarian you're, if you're, yet? No, I have not seen Barbarian yet. Because everyone else talks um, about that as well. With these two kind of going uh, hand in hand with each other. So I'm curious what your thoughts on that would be. I imagine it's probably. Um, I haven't seen Barbarian, but I imagine it's probably about as good because we saw um, the the Kevin Bacon one. Um, or uh, not it sinister? It wasn't Kevin Bacon. Um, or was it? No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. Bacon. Yeah, it was no, black. It uh, black phone. It was Ethan Hawke. Who might as well be Kevin Bacon. Thank you. I know. I for real? Yes. I think that's exactly where my fucking mind was. I'm glad your mind was there too. I'm glad we met there in the middle. Um, (laughs) We produced an Ethan Hawke. But yes. But yes. (laughs) Same fucking the same idea, you know, or we're just like, yes, this is the fucking movie. And smiles the same way. Like but smile is the opposite of black phone where like you <laughs> like it's the it's the movie you want it to be but it's also not like it's like it fucking ends in a downer right like it smile ends does? in such a way 
a smile, right? Versus like a black phone, where it's like ends in the upper, really, because you're like black phone, like ends like you're like fuck yes, I win, and like and like smile, you're like fuck no, you lose. Nobody wins, <laughs> but it loses in such a way where you're like, oh Jesus fucking Christ, you know? Is this shit Is there going to be a sequel? Yeah, for like yeah, like, like Mothman Prophecies, like the same way for me. Like when I left uh, the fucking theater after Mothman Prophecies, was like, like this shit's real, you know? Yeah, like, I love that. I'm about That's how you know it's to working. fucking get like I'm trying to get my car right now, <laughs> and I'm about to get some Mothman Prophecies. Like like this dude's about to be like, oh shit! Like the bridge you're about to cross is about to fucking collapse. Like this shit's gonna <laughs> yeah. about to happen. Like seriously, like that's what Smile was like. Like and, and it works because Smile is not like Mothman Prophecies. Smile is like you're gonna fucking die. All right, I gotta see so, like, it. After, then, I, this is... after I got done watching Smile, it was like. Oh, I'm about to fucking die. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, it, it did big box office. It like got great word Ring of mouth. Or like any of those types of movies, yes. And so it's it's fun. Like, it's if you like movies like that, I thought it was a lot of fun. I'm going to watch it. Hits it all those points. And it's, a, it's a really solid thriller um, uh, horror movie. I no, only watch I, a handful honestly, of horror films a year, and and really they're the ones that I are the breakouts. I would say this would be one. This is this is a okay. breakout one. It's easily, and it's not like some um, ridiculous like. Uh, it's yeah. a slasher film, right? It's yes. slasher. Okay. Well, to some degree, I mean, it's not. It doesn't try to be more than what it is. It just is what it is. And that's it. Yeah, I'll take it. The last uh, horror film I saw was Black Phone, and I thought it was uh, damn good, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. So, well, this is the next so one. A lot on the like list. Black Phone, but or a lot like Black Phone, but opposite. Now let's talk oh, about the last one on uh, on the movie side of the review side of the show, and that's Bullet Train. This is Brad Pitt's uh, summertime hit that came out in I think August there, and had a good run at the box office i caught it here on uh on streaming i think you did as well this is directed by the guy who was partly responsible for john wick also did atomic blonde and hobbs and shaw this movie as it went on actually won me over i was not particularly involved in it i i was i wasn't i wasn't going with what it was selling for about the first 20 minutes and then it did the <laughs> odd thing where it actually grew on me normally after the 20 minute mark i'm, I'm already like yeah fuck it i'm not into it i'm gonna move on but it doesn't usually get better for me this actually increasingly got better i think it's a little too chaotic in how many things they're trying to jam into this but that was kind of the overall aesthetic they were going with was chaotic but uh I thought, you know, as much as Pitt's in this and as good as he is and Jamie King's good in this, the, the young uh, girl who's turning into a hell of an actress, I thought Aaron, uh, Aaron Johnson was just fantastic in this as uh, one of the hitmen there, the English hitman who, uh, whose partner, his brother, is obsessed with Thomas the Train. And those <laughs> little touches, I thought, were really uh-huh. what made the movie for me. Not necessarily Brad Pitt's quirkiness or uh, the visuals, which were pretty uh-huh. stunning at times, but just the the quirkiness in the writing when it did, you know, the humor came across in this much more than I thought it was going to. So I've seen this multiple times at this point. Have you really? Okay. Which is, yeah. Surprising. That's a hell of a compliment now. I don't usually watch these fucking movies this much. um, And I would not have watched this multiple times. I saw it once and thought, it's all right. And then my brother watched it 
and I so I watched it again. I thought it's actually kind of fucking good. Um, yeah, I'm surprised by it. I, everything that you said, hands down. Um, obviously the director of this um did like uh, this is a uh, uh, David Lettich. David Lettich, who's did um. Deadpool movies, you know, Deadpool, Tool, John Wick, um, Atomic Blonde. Um, and quite honestly, I recommend this movie to for people to watch more than once. When you watch this the second time, it's fucking better than the first time. Really? Ah, oh, no joke. And this well, is from someone who does not like one. Because, first of all, I know... So after you watch it the first time, you know everything that's going to happen in it, right? Right, um, and it's it, I mean it's blatantly obvious after you watch it the first time, um, and so the direction just stands out. Yeah, I, I've been impressed with this guy's direction for a while. Uh, yeah, but to to so to know what's going to happen before and to see that the and just like the the Mexican stuff in this, I thought was so fucking good. Oh yeah, the Desperado. Oh uh, my god! Mercenary. Like the first time yeah, I watched it, I thought, "Oh my god, this is fucking fantastic!" And then to watch it a second time is like, "Oh yeah, it's absolutely fantastic." Well, there's so many influences um, too. There's Jackie yes. Chan's influence. There's Robert Rodriguez's yes. influence. They're all over Thank the you. places. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So watch this a second time because it because it, it's more apparent. Not only is it more apparent, but it's easier to watch the second time. Um. Because you know kind of everything that's going on, and um, I don't know. <laughs> this is I don't good. know what this I was expecting, but it was a lot better than what movie. I was expecting. Yeah. As you say that, and, and so I'll say that for a second for a second watch, yeah. It's even better than, uh, it's just better than you would ever have imagined this would have been. It's right, not well, a fuck. great movie, but it, it's better than ever it should have been. <laughs> yeah, you sold me. I'm gonna give this another, give it another view. Then the next, uh, I don't know time about I'm these David Lettich, the, there's David or whatever his name is Lech movies are, but um, yeah, I find them um, surprisingly rewatchable. They're cleanly shot and edited, and I think not that only that, but there doesn't like a lot of fat on the bone. There's a thought you know? behind like everything that you watch, and so when you watch it again, like you kind of get that again. Like um, I don't. I, I don't know. He he somehow has more of a cerebral touch to the things that he directs than he should have. Hey, he's a stuntman, so not many people would think that he'd have a it's cerebral true, touch to anything. <coughs> but oh, yeah, excuse me. it's um, true. I know he just signed up to do. I think I can't recall what his next project is, but um, it should. It's going to be a good one. I fuck. I, I just read what he was signed up to do, and it was something. I'm surprised. Um, I would watch. I'll throw this down for you right now. I would watch Bullet Train for a third time. Holy I'm shit. I'm not even joking. I think this is a good fucking movie. I'd watch it for a third time. I don't think I'd have That's, any problem watching this for a I third time. I can't think of another movie outside of maybe Top Gun that you say that you'd watch three times <laughs> that came out in the last five years. Yeah, and I'd have no problem not, not watching one. Top Gun. Fucking <laughs> yeah, me, me neither. Yeah, um, so yeah, I would have that. no problem watching this for a third time. I don't think I would. All right, that's a hell of a recommendation right there. So uh, we're both uh, recommending Bullet Train to you. Let's move on to talk a little bit of movie news. Talk about the sad passing of Albert Payune. This is a guy oh. who, if you grew up Ooh. in the 1980s, you knew his movies as Cyborg, Captain America, the 1990 version. So many. 
I mean, uh, oh I mean, we're, God, how, I, we can go on um, and on. Sword and the Sorcerer, Sword and the Sorcerer, uh, right? Nemesis, radioactive like, all dreams, shit. Nemesis. Um, yeah, I mean, it just yeah. goes on. Adrenaline, oh, fear the Alien, rush. I mean, Alien from L.A. Uh, uh, um, which and Deadly also Fred. the sequel. Uh, oh, Deadly! F- I don't know. Is that what's him? Christy Swanson, isn't it? Was that him or was that? I thought that was a. Um, well, That's Wes Craven. You're right. Wes Craven. That's Wes I was Craven. Gonna <laughs> I was going to give him credit. Close. He'd have taken Close. it. Close. <laughs> um, he would have taken it. Yeah. Albert Payune's fucking awesome. Albert Payune uh, was, a, a, I guess, a camera assistant. I did just watch Blast operator. Not too long ago. What oh, was Blast the other one? Great. Um, Blast and there's. Um, Omega Doom with Rutger uh, Hauer. That's a great one. Uh, I mean, he's done so many. I mean, he's some that really are done so many that I, you can't even think of them until you mean um, guns. Oh, uh, there's a good one. Yeah, until you go until you crazy go back six. Through, crazy six. Yeah, there's another one that I have. Yeah, until you go back and really look at uh, his um his filmography. filmography. I mean, post mortem with Charlie in, Sheen. I mean, he's just did a yes. shitload of these movies, um, and, and really. Cyborg to me in, in the Sword and the Sorcerer were always oh, Cy- his high Cyborg, point. Cyborg, Sorcerer, Nemesis, yeah, these are um, but the high I, points I mean, of the career, right? Um, his Marvel stuff, um, even um, um, he was supposed to do um, Captain. Well, he did Captain well, he America. Did Captain he was supposed America. to do Spider Man. He was supposed but to do even, Master I, of the I, Universe too. I just say like Master of the Universe and like Cyborg and stuff. Like these, these are the types of things I'm talking about. Like he. Um, Defined that kind of like genre of like um, post-apocalyptic um, stuff th- during the early '90s. He really did the wasteland wanderer type yes, stuff, as you would have called it. You know, um, really that was did. His, his bread and butter. I mean, Knights was another one with Kathy Long and Chris Christopherson. You know, that mm-hmm. came out with a as I a say, post-apocalyptic from LA. Very same thing, which you just got on Blu-ray, correct? From uh, Vinegar Syndrome. That and then um, yes. Did that have a commentary by Paiyu? It did. I watched a. Um, uh, I didn't watch the commentary, but I did watch um, the uh, uh, making of esque commentary, which was uh, fairly recently from him. And I don't know. I, I've been following him for a long time, but he kind of fell off on Facebook, and then apparently for some reason the Facebook thing came back online, and they found out about it, and then just at that time. He was uh, dying, which is like, God damn! Yeah, I know? know way to come back on. Like, I know, way I know. to come yeah. back, like, oh my God! And his um, ex-wife stuff. They just did. Um, there's a documentary right now being filmed. They just filmed of in Hawaii where um, they spread his ashes and stuff, and they just did all that. So I can't wait. Um, oh, I'd love to I, see that. Weird to fucking say I can't wait. You know, but you know what I mean. Like, this is a guy who, like, seriously, I have the fucking sign shit from him like he's he's legit like he knows me i know him like we're, well, he we're commented legit. on our, yes. our website he's commented on our, our reviews for 100%. his movies he, i love this he was guy reachable. and i love his fucking movies and stuff yes much like don the dragon wilson like a lot of these yep. guys who are you'd be surprised to know that you can reach out and uh touch these guys because they've yeah. reached out and touched you, you know, <laughs> for many decades, you know, and you can you can uh, talk to them. Uh, so yeah, it's a huge let 
letdown, I guess, well, or not. As he was I don't dying in December, his wife uh, was asking for messages yes. um, to be read, wrote, read to them, and so she was reading them to him. And I actually wrote a message and, and sent it to her and, and just basically said that I saw Cyborg on my 10th birthday and he was one of my influences and thank you for your creative work and da-da-da-da. Yeah. And she wrote me back. Did I tell you this? She wrote me back and said, no, Jason, she, I'm so sorry. I didn't get great. a chance to read this to Albert before he passed. Yeah. Please post this message on the fan page so that others can see as well. But she wrote back and, you know, and, and basically apologized that she didn't get a chance to see it. But I just thought, this how was sad them the that whole this time. guy didn't know in the end that he would no, he did. some people. I think he did you know? 100% because we knew this. I have a fucking signed copy of Cyborg, director's cut, whatever, from to movie Mavericks, this and that. He knew we loved it. He knew everyone, uh, both him and his well, wife. Well, let me tell you this. It's so no I joke. posted they that knew. message on Facebook, and the person who posted right above me was director James Wan of Insidious oh, and Aquaman yes. Fates, who said, thank you for being an inspiration and showing that an Asian no filmmaker joke, can yeah. do this. I mean, honestly, James he Wan was, was posting. He was, uh, yeah. He was one of those guys who, um, the trailblazer, a trailblazer. This dude didn't give a fuck. Like, I don't even know how to tell you about some shit. Like from fucking some shit. Like you shot some 35 millimeter, like shit didn't turn out. Well, this thing of a fuck. He had a movie at the end of the fucking day. Uh, And like, Oh, Oh, he got some light leaks. This dude had a fucking movie. (laughs) Well, do you know what I heard he was doing on some sets? He would have shit. He was he filming two movies with the same crew. No, hundred percent he did. Letting the studio know one. And oh my god, that's crazy! So watch this. That's why I can't wait for this fucking documentary. I hope this shit covers this because the way this dude took advantage of, and I say that in the nicest way I can, because this dude was like, there was some fucking, uh, some some fucking volcanic activity and some oh, shit there was went some down. Fuckery. Oh yeah, this dude took advantage of that shit. Hundred percent to do this. Yes. He knew what he was doing. He, uh, Albert Payne was a fucking genius. Uh, if you ever see Kickboxer 2, you like, can clearly uh, see that Blood Match was oh filmed on the nights that they weren't filming Kickboxer 2 because it's the same set, the same <laughs> yes. arena, the same everything. A, that's how, that's canon though. That's fucking yeah. like, oh my that's God. That's ingenuity like, back then. Yes. Yes, exactly. Like, th- like I just yeah, can't. Did. Like, it's fucking, it's, Yeah. He'll never get his just due. You know, he's not going to be an Oscar winner, but his films, you know, you most likely have seen one or more of his films without even realizing it. And, and some of them are absolute schlock. Most of them have some great shots in it, and uh, almost all of them are eminently watchable. So to the great Albert Payune, you know, we salute you here at Movie Mavericks. It is a loss. And uh, like I said, I, I wrote to his, his, you know, to hopefully him and have sure. him read it to it. but. Uh, when he touched me, my life, so I just wanted him to let him know at the end that he, you know, thank him. But let's move on before I get choked up here. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about Scream Six. You know, this is gonna the the franchise that all of a sudden got reinvigorated for some reason, and uh, I don't really know why. The last one I didn't think was worthy of another sequel, but here we are with Scream Six, which is the second in the new series, and it's going to get a 3D retrofit, which I thought was real interesting because. The success of Avatar 2 has now made it so I guess you can goose ticket sales with 3D again. Is that what we're going for? <laughs> why, why put this I in 3D? Know. Isn't this what they did it. with Clash of the Titans? I mean, this is this is how we ruined 3D with Alice in Wonderland <laughs> and all that Titans. <laughs> terrible fucking 3D shit that came out. Remember that? Yeah. No, I, yeah. I know. 
all those movies that were released in the Good wake shit. of the original Avatar, fucking awful. I so don't know. if you I see mean, Scream Six, please don't see it in 3D. Please don't stop this madness. Let's oh, save the 3D point, for movies that really uh, need it. You say that? Come on, 48 high frame rate 3D. Come on, guys. No, That's where we're I'm, at. I'm please done. No, with the don't fight it. They can happen. I'm done with the happen. Scream movies. No, uh, I, don't make, don't fight it. 48 I dropped out. High I frame rate out. 3D. Don't drop out. Let me out. ask you, it's will legit. you go see this movie? It's real. Will, will you go hap- see Gladiator 2? Yes, high frame rate 3D. Yes. <laughs> yes. Every movie. I don't care. High frame rate 3D. Yes. You're in I'm for there. it? Okay. Yeah, I know. It's, uh, you know, I, the, the laser projection and all that. When I was down in Burbank, oh, I was laser. looking at uh, You're talking laser AMC and 3D laser. High yeah. Yes. Crazy. I know. <laughs> yes. That, Please. That AMC in Burbank has some of the craziest showings of things. They had Black Panther there, and it was like in seven different mm-hmm. auditoriums with different options. One was standard. One was 3D. Mm-hmm. One was laser. One was 4D. Yeah. One was – it was like, Jesus, can I just see the fucking movie and have the same experience everybody else does? And that Burbank <laughs> apparently is the highest grossing theater in the country. So that's uh, pretty interesting. <laughs> that's because I, I cho- you gotta watch 4D, Charges 3D, so HD much. on the i fucking fucking yeah. ID and the fucking shit. Yeah. Next thing yeah. you know, you're paying yeah. twenty two dollars a ticket to see the whale. Yeah. You're like, what the fuck hey, is this? Yeah. Hey, it's 3D, bitch. But uh, Gladiator two, you gotta feel the weight on your lap. That's yeah, the whale. I, I don't w- that's fucking five hundred pounds, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just smells like, smell like this bad sock and How a bad nutsack. How you feel sack. now? Yeah. You feel that shit? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't go see The Whale. I, I have not seen that yet. Did you, you see that one yet? No. I haven't. I love Brendan yeah. Fraser, though. So do I. Yeah, I, I'm rooting for him uh, this I hope, uh, he, beats, this I hope he destroys the mummy even if he's got to sit there, you know. I know. I, he's got to sit, <laughs> but, you know, beat the mummy. It's got to do it. Can we just get an Encino Man rehash, please? See where exactly. he's at now. Just uncover him. He's a whale, but he's there. <laughs> it's George of the Jungle. <laughs> yeah. He can play the gorilla. He's there. <laughs> uncover him. Yeah. We got... He's there. We've got him. All right. We found him. All right. Let's talk about some <laughs> trailers here. Let's move on and talk about Dungeons and Dragons, Chris Pine's uh, bid for another franchise. You had texted me and said, this is as close to a Marvel movie as Marvel oh, has come yet. Right. And you're absolutely right. This is Thor this is all over again. John Francis Daly, Goldstein fucking bullshit nonsense fucking thing. And they're just stealing from, uh, what's his name? I don't know, fucking know the guy. From Takiti Watika. Thank you, Takiti Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah the New Zealander. Is that not what this is? Like, do you not expect Thor to just pop up in this shit? Be like, I fucking, I got it. You know? <laughs> well, that last shot of the guy jumping at the beast with the, the axe behind his head, you're like, oh, fuck, with the song yeah. playing. This is in, just, in, uh, yeah, the song playing exactly like, oh, my God. Really? Yeah, but you know what? I don't know what I was expecting from this, but at least it looks a little bit more of a light touch than the last go around because that one from 20 years ago with Jeremy Irons was pretty <laughs> fucking bad. Yeah. Well, I'd rather watch that than this. Marlon Wayans, I think, is in that too. Marlon so, uh, Wayans. hey, that's better than this again. Yeah. <laughs> You're making it sound better. I don't know. I don't know if Marlon Wayans playing a sidekick um, has ever been made that movie better. It's like I don't Rob know. Schneider. There's three movies in between this and the other fucking thing. There's, there's, um, yeah, there's like two directed DVD sequels, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but the Which third one is hard to find. Start. But so this, 
Oh, come on. This is just a... This is a... Here we have Marvel. Mixed with Sherlock we Holmes and Guy Ritchie. Have, yeah, we think we have some degree of something that we can sell. So here we go. Like, let's make a Marvel movie. That's what this is. Yeah. Um, hands down. It's... It, I... God. I mean, come on. It's just disgusting. Yeah. I'm not the biggest fan of <laughs> this trailer. On. Uh, all right, let's uh, talk about Barbie. This is a teaser trailer for um, the Margaret Robbie, Ryan Gosling film that comes out. Not much is shown here, but I wanted to talk about it because this is clearly an homage to 2001 and that famous clip where the, the monkey you know, uses the bone to break the skull, throws it in the air, and as it descends, turns into the spaceship. And in this, I mean, they play on that riff, but the most interesting thing about this is I didn't realize this was written by Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach, so... Oh, yeah, 100%. What the fuck? I'm so curious as what this is going to be, but I have a feeling I'm going to like it. I kind of like this this teaser. Um, Yeah, this is uh, is a fantastic teaser. Right? It's got a healthy sense of humor about itself. Um, Yeah, this is just... um, I mean, this is just great. (laughs) (laughs) On on every level. Um, And look, it's a teaser, which I think... um, plays in because it doesn't give you an idea what well it gives you an idea of what the movie is but it doesn't doesn't give anything away it's not supposed to like sell you on the movie yeah it's like this is a teaser this is like like kind of the idea we're going in and you're right the the the, son of a bitch you know if not the the damn uh stanley kubrick I mean, holy shit, this is great. Like, even to the point where, like, they decide, like, like the kids are like, fuck these ki- these fucking dolls and, like, breaking them and shit. And, like, like, breaking to pieces and shit. It's just like, at that point, it. you're just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's it no reason great. for it. Yeah. There's no reason for it why he would be for this. Um, so, and she is yeah, perfectly I'm cast. all for this. He's perfectly cast. I think Greta Gerwig is fantastic. I've liked it for a long time. Noah Baumbach. Also I'm fantastic, fan. Yeah. huge fan of both of them. So, yeah, I think it's great. Curious. Yeah, I'm glad you're on the same page with me on that because my interest is peaked to say the least. Yeah, I think it's great. All right, let's talk about John Wick Four. This is obviously the fourth entry in the series that started as a little engine that could and has now turned into an epic action franchise and this trailer is almost my feelings on the franchise which is a little bit goes a long way and i'm already exhausted by the end of this fucking trailer (laughs) with the john wick franchise i mean it's a gorgeous looking and you know obviously dangerous and and there's horseback riding and there's fucking all sorts of different they're in arabia at some Uh point so i mean who knows where they're taking this story i do like the small touches with the man has to look good when he's married or buried and this that and the other but uh, haven't we exhausted things i mean doesn't it look like more of the same of the same of the same (laughs) i mean seriously where are you at on this one yeah so i think this looks, looks really good um i'm I'm more than ready for this, but yeah, more of the same, the same, the same. Yeah, that's John fucking Wick. You know, at this I know. point, like at least I agree back with to you at this cars. point. Like especially after the the second, and especially after we got from for the third one, it's like, oh boy, you know, we're um, we're actually well aware that we are just more of the same, the same, the same, and this and that, and everything else. Um, and so the fourth one's not surprising and, 
Look, I'll be honest with you. I think this is something you should see in a theater. Yeah. I, I couldn't. I like. I'm gonna watch it in the theater. I saw it's this fucking trailer. And I'm that. like, oh, this is theater shit right here. Like, I couldn't like. The composition will it be good. In, in, yeah, will it be good. Like uh, at home, sure. Do I want to see it in the theater? Fuck yeah! I should. I should watch it in the theater. Yeah, I mean, at home you can see that Reeves has maybe slowed down a touch. Uh, as opposed to the first movie, whereas in the theater on the third one, at least it was more, it was less apparent and more overwhelming as an experience because of the the violence, the editing, yeah. the gunshots. You know, it's in, a as a home, you can pick it apart. This whole shit's all nonsense. It's of course, whatever, yeah, it's, whatever. It's just all nonsense. It's retroactive so mythology. Wanna you want to see some good sound and fucking big screen? Yeah. But that's my only problem yeah. with this with this franchise is that they had to make this mythology retroactively because they had no idea that this was going to be a yes. thing. And that's so from the very that's beginning. The limitations though, from the story from all of it. So the first one's good because not because of that, but yes, second, third, and now this fourth one. I agree with you. That's the whole issue. That's the problem with this entire franchise. It's reverse engineered. But if that's the only problem you got with this franchise, <laughs> yeah, I know. You it's, know what I, I mean? I like, hey, you know, hey, you gotta like fucking like. I would say, hands down, see this in a the theater because this looks like theater worthy shit. Yeah, and I will see it. I'm glad they're still making movies like this that are uh, testosterone driven. I should say. Okay, let's talk about Knock at the Cabin Door, which is the number one film in the country as we speak right now on this uh, recording. I haven't got a chance to see it, but the audience reaction ratio is fairly low. C minus cinema score <laughs> below that of old, Why? which leads me to believe exactly what I thought about this trailer, which is that M. Night has better trailers than movies. I'm no longer going along for the ride. I'm sure this movie is intense. I'm sure it has a twist ending. But after the last one with old, I'm fucking done. You got me with the village. You got me with old. You got me with this one. I'm just done. Done with this guy and his fucking movies. You think great premises. Exactly. When I watch this this trailer in this movie, I think like Fuck, like, are you, like, the only fucking person making movies that, like, that has any sort of thought or, like... No. <laughs> no. Says, it's no, because no, this is no. what he does hey. it two-thirds of the way. He smacks me straight. Hey, psh, listen, bitch. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Two-thirds no, of the way. Fucker. It's um, an incomplete thought, Trevor. He never finishes his thought. thoughts. That's my point. Never... Right. <laughs> but, right? But, like, is that it's... not... But this is not one of the few movies that you see where you're like, oh... Like, there's a thought here. There's something where, like, you're like, fuck, like, is this not, like, missing from the other movies that you watch normally? Yeah, I look, I, yes, to some degree. I but do. it is, look, he's right? he's a master storyteller to a point, and then he sells himself oh, out always. Oh, 100%. And I'm, t- like, I'm, as, I'm well aware to admit that most of the fucking movies that I've, that I've seen like this outs. are dog shit, yes. <laughs> they are cop-outs. But they never fucking, they're great premise, they they're great for a like, scene why or is two. It, he, why is he the only person who's thinking of, like, these interesting thoughts? Because he's actually a um, classically well, trained I'll, filmmaker from USC. I mean, there's, yeah, there's a pedigree I mean, I'll there. I'll throw A24 into this whole shit because A24 has movies like this that everyone's like, ah, it's a great movie. And then you watch it and you're like, eh, you know, like it had a good thought. It's not a great movie. Look, I'll give him credit for this. 
he has maintained, and this is M. Night, he has maintained relevancy far longer than I thought he would have if you would have asked me oh, back 100%. in 2005 or six. Yes, that's Because he reinvented his saying, career though. as an indie filmmaker, quote unquote. Because it's one of those, um, it's like that uh, fucking... Um, I mean, wasn't there a Chris Pine movie that was just like this? Oh, I don't that, know. An indie film from a couple of years ago? With, uh, I have no idea. Oh, man. I want to say Julian that, Moore was in I it. I was going to say, um, isn't it just like a fucking... Um, any of the sci-fi... Well, it actually just is sci-fi. In general, this is any of the sci-fi TV shows or... Um, oh, those movies, If you were to yeah. go to like... Um, um, It really any of the sci-fi stuff like uh um like twilight zone really like this that's kind of like where his mind is yeah like for most of his things where he um starts from but the problem is and this is the problem that i think that um oh what's his name um the uh oh, jordan peele jordan thing oh how'd you yeah, come to that you, shit like when i was right I, there same idea for yeah. real Right, like this is like where the this is the same issue, like where it ends, like it begins in uh, well, and Twilight Zone for, for real. He restarted that. Um, yeah, yeah it's legit, legit. Like it starts like we're at a place where you're like, oh, this is interesting. This is good. This is a this is an interesting idea, and then it ends at a point where you're like. This was not fucking thought out. Worth my time. You know? Yeah, it's this not worth was my not time. really that fucking good. Like, you, you tried, but no. This is you the know? problem with both of those filmmakers now is I don't want to be fucked with. I don't want to be teased and titillated to come to find out that all, it was all sizzle and no steak. And that's what keeps happening with both those filmmakers. And I'm just, I'm not interested any longer. Because it's not about the anticipation always. It's about, at some point, paying off a logical conclusion to the story yes. that you presented me with. Thank not you. just going, I'm the filmmaker and I can do anything because, fuck it, it's mine. That's a cop-out. I mean, Tarantino does that in a sense, but it's already oh, built does. into his myth- mythology. And, I mean, in the well, sense, he's it works a lot easier. No, he's only, I feel like he's gotten away with it. He's gotten lucky. Um, these guys have not. Gotten away with well, it. Maybe hundred percent. Gotten away depends. with it because he's using oh, historical things. Take these guys and take them for certain movies and stuff. They get away with it. I mean, yeah, hundred percent. Clearly, they get away with That's it. That's what made 100%. them hundred percent. Yes, I know exactly. And Tarantino's the same way, except Tarantino has, um, for whatever reason, he's good at it. Um, rips off from other movies. So yeah, he'll take from like he'll take from this movie during this time period, and then he'll go for this newer movie and he'll rip off some other fucking movie. He can men, he can blend that beautifully. So you're worse. good. Yeah, you're good either way with him. Where these whereas these guys rely on only themselves, you know, especially like uh, some of the stuff. Like Jordan Peele is very like, um, I mean, gosh, like all biblical weird shit, you know, that he puts in stuff, and you're just like. Um, doesn't necessarily work. No, but I mean, at least it, look. I'll say this about Peel, Tarantino, M. Night. At least they're producing original screenplays. Yes, that and so you know what I mean. It. That are yes. not just franchise starters. That are not so just. That's it. Um, you know, so I'll say that. That's why I'm, I'm willing to give that. them a shot at this. Like that's why I'm willing. We talk about this trailer, and I'm I'll watch this fucking movie because I'm willing to give M. Night Shyamalan a shot at this because it's it's interesting who else is making a movie like this nobody 
Look, I'd love to, Nobody. but at the same time, I got burnt on old, and I'm never giving this guy any more of my fucking uh, life. Come on, old's dog shit. Whatever. This you is, let this me know is how differently this last than that. Like, I'd watch this. I'd watch this. <laughs> old's terrible. All right, let's move on and talk about Guardians of the Galaxy, the last trailer on tonight's show. This is obviously the Volume Three, uh, the last leg we got of for James Gunn's Gun, trilogy. Yeah. Jesus Christ! For all the fucking DC movies we're about to fucking see, you ready for a, for a fucking Superman movie based on this? No, this is a fantastic oh, yeah. trailer, though, right? It's this, a great trailer. trailer. Every single great. fucking goddamn Guardians of the Galaxy trailer has been great. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Great. The guns, the guns, ah, whatever. Guns and Roses song and oh, everything. Great, fucking great, been- great, great, great. What's the new Superman trailer going to be like? <laughs> I'm not joking. They put this dude in charge of DC. Yeah, I know. It's, it's a strange Are you movie. kidding me? This dude made the, the most dog shit fucking Suicide Squad movie you could make. This dude made yeah, it. Yeah, I agree. I'm not joking. Come on. What the fuck? Do you know what he does, though? Ugh. He takes a very esoteric property and then makes it uninviting. And I don't understand how he's going to do that. I I, mean, I don't know Gardens about that. The- he's made this really great. He's made some a couple of really fucking fantastic. He's made probably the best trauma movie I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Um, Romeo and Juliet is uh, oh, fantastic. God damn it. Hands down, is the, fantastic. Yes, hands down, the dude's great at what he does. I, what You know... You know, the, for the same reason I don't want fucking Watiki, what are the, what the fuck is his name? Watiki Wataki or some shit. <laughs> yeah, the same way, I don't want his fucking in charge of this shit. Like, that dude made a movie about um, um, the vampire shit. What was that shit? Um, yeah, We Don't Cast Shadows. We Don't Cast Shadows. I'll tell you something. His movie's dog shit. The TV show is fantastic. It was. I agree. Yeah. The TV show's so hilarious. He's not great, and he's made some good shit. Here and there, and to be fair, and so has um, James Gunn. Obviously, I've been a big fan for a long time. Yeah, you love James. But he's Gunn. made some dog shit stuff, and I. Oh, just, Brightburn was awful. Ah, awful. It's more than that. I just don't think he's got what it takes to run DC. I think it's a huge mistake. Um, and I, I mean, fuck you guys. I don't know what the hell to do with these fucking movies, but other than just say. These movies don't belong in the same universe. You want to make some Superman movies? Make some fucking Superman movies. You want to see Batman movies? Make some fucking Batman movies. They do not belong in the same goddamn well, Trevor, universe. Well, for context, I'm Trevor's not saying joking. that they don't belong in the same universe. No... Find a fucking director to make these. Things. <laughs> All right, hold on. Trevor say because James Gunn is now head of DC. If you didn't know, and they've released their slate this week and. They're really doing uh, the recasting Disgusting. Batman. Uh, there's going to be two simultaneous Batman. Oh, but going we have on. this fucking yeah. We got this Superman. goddamn fucking uh, Twilight one. fucking Batman shit. That's still going to happen. And why is that happening still? If we're going to fucking make another one made Batman, eight hundred million. Because they're keep uh, milking this shit. This wasn't even that. If you go good, to the Warner Brothers tour, you'll know. That I just, they're going to milk uh, those characters for, for everything. If that's where we're at, then we're not helping. Like we're not, we're not at a better place than where we were at before, right? Yeah, it's not. It's I don't know. But Someone this trailer needs to have a fucking clue. Oh, this trailer's <laughs> Get great. Back to the trailer. Yeah. The so Guardians of Galaxy, he's great at. I'm all for it. Hit it, James Gunn. Galaxy Guardians of Galaxy. I'm good. I'm down. I'm watching it. Well, I love the he last image of Groot shooting the gun back to back with uh, Chris Pratt. I love that. Yeah, image. I love it's, it. He's great. And it's been what like almost ten years since the first one came out now, so yeah, it's fucking crazy. Um, that um, in Drax, I love that line last, about killing yes. one person that nobody loves. Yes, 
um, yeah, these are characters that um, like the actor, like the casting's fucking great. Obviously, did you watch the Christmas special? Um, I have not seen it yet, but um, I was told that it was fantastic. Really, by multiple I, people. Okay, well, yeah. I have to watch it then. At this point, um, yeah, I really love the casting on this. Um, obviously, and this played well into um, Infinity War and um, uh, yeah, really into Avengers and, and all the other Marvel stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I liked the. So this is a I don't know, Guardians. You know, I've always fuck, liked. You know, how are you gonna not like this shit? But I just, it, it just, it, it gets to a point where. I don't know. Can one person fucking run something? Like, can we just not have separate things? Yeah, can we have a coherent <laughs> through line? Do we have to? Yeah, but, does it have to be coherent? I mean, can't do Batman we even need- and fucking God, can't Guardians of the Galaxy exist separately of everything else? Can can Batman? Do, do we have to have fucking like? Um, does all this shit have to be together in a universe? Does it have to fucking be that way? <laughs> I mean, god damn, you know? Well, he, he seems an odd choice to be running this, like you said, especially off of uh, Suicide Squad, which I was not a fan of. You were not Wasn't a fan of. Wasn't that great, of, but and, like uh, you said, the fucking show was fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, um, whatchamacallit, the, um. We talking about the uh, Christmas special? P, the parrot, the, um. God. Oh, peacemaker! Damn peacemaker! It. Peacemaker! Yeah, <laughs> it's so fucking Jesus good. Jesus Christ, uh, which is fucking fantastic. But so yeah, so, it is so you have a show like this stuff. But do you have to? Um, I don't. know, Isn't that fucking dangerous? Like to rely everything on uh, certain things that are fucking great, and then everything else dog shit. Like, I don't know. well, they, they do. We, Warner did, Brothers is known for stuff, doing this. But does Marvel have to? Because Marvel is really is the problem here, right? They're they're the the creators of all this of, of this universe bullshit. Yeah, the world building. Where everything and all that has kind to of come. Stuff. Yeah, everything has to come together, and you're like, well, does it? Where everything's a setup. There's no. Does fun, it have there's to no come together? Like, why does that have to come together? Yeah. <clears throat> like give a shit well, no Guardians at least looks like a promising end to the franchise and uh, clearly going to be the last one there um, with with this cast at least I know that Batista wants to move on and I'm sure Pine or Pratt's going to be doing his own thing with the terminal list and um, I'll be ha- I'll be happy to see these guys get a proper send off. So at least the entire filmmaking team's back, and uh, I do think that the Guardians is one of the, the hidden crown jewels know, in this whole Marvel galaxy. If you if you're what you just said, I think that'll be a mistake. That'll be an ending. <laughs> that'll be yeah. I don't know how you do that. That would be ending of that franchise, and I don't know how that would stretch into the beginning of the new franchise, which doesn't exist yet. Oh, they will. I don't know. DC's fucked. I don't even know how they do this without these people. Yeah. Um, have you seen Black Adam yet? Guaranteed. I have not, and I don't give a well, fuck. Well, yeah. Watch, to see watch it. that, and then I'll then tell me how DC oh, is fucked because that, that would be terrible. Shit, you know, I'm all, I, Shazam's where I'm at, and that's it. Yeah, Shazam's good. <laughs> Seriously, I like Shazam. that's it. I'm fucked after okay, that. Like, like you want to, you, you gotta fucking earn that shit after that. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Yeah, well, I mean, if you're going to let mean, go of Wonder Woman, you guys have lost my oh, confidence fuck. totally. Look, I've watched yeah. I, I've watched Avatar 2. I'll watch Avatar 3 because, you know, it, it kind of earned it. But I, I, no way in fuck am I watching Avatar 4. <laughs> unless, unless Avatar 3 does some shit, you know. Like, I'm fucking <laughs> yeah. done. 
<laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I don't have that much time in like, my life I to just, be contributing. To these. Right? Like, I, I feel like there has to be some fucking lines drawn in the fucking sand at this point, where it's just like, <laughs> dudes, enough is a fucking enough of this shit. You know, <laughs> like, no more. No, I don't care. I don't care if it's good. No. <laughs> well, that's Go our on. motto here at the Movie Mavericks podcast as well. And uh, oh, fuck. Well, I guess that'll wrap up our show for the evening. And uh, we want to thank you guys for joining us on this uh, first show of the year. And we'll be back <laughs> with a retro of uh, Robocop 3 on our next show. So uh, join us soon for that. As a rundown, we'll tell you that uh, Trevor gave a moderate recommendation to Shotgun Wedding. We both recommend Avatar 2. I gave a I'm disrecommending Babylon, but I do think it's an interesting mess. We both love Tickets to Paradise. Trevor liked Smile, and we both agreed that Bullet Train is worth your time. So those are our recommendations. It was a good week on the show. Uh, basically recommended almost everything tonight, so that's a rarity for us. <laughs> but uh, it was right, a, yeah. a good night of movie watching. But uh, join us soon. We'll be back with, uh, like I said, retro of uh, Robocop 3. I think it's the next retrofit we're going to do. Retrofit. Retrospective sure. we're going to do. Oh, it'll be yeah. fit. <laughs> yeah, it'll be nice and fit. It'll yeah. fit in here. Yeah, it's all right. Well, speaking for Trevor Henderson, I'm Jason Rugard, and of course, we are the Movie Mavericks. Thanks for joining us, guys. Oh, my. Another magnificent episode has come to an end. If you're craving more, set your destination to moviemavericks.com. Warp 9. Engage. Engage.